think this is number 56. Well, and, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're live, episode 56 of the Illini Basketball Podcast, of course. And, you know, they're playing a lot of games this week, so we have a lot to cover with that. Two games have already happened this week. Uh, but I did want to start with this post game from last night with Underwood wearing this sweet orange uh, pullover deal. <laughs> Someone needs to figure out if that's available for purchase or how to get it because I need that. Is it a pullover or a sweater? A sweater, it's badass, whatever it is. I mean, seriously, <laughs> that is one of the coolest things of all time, probably, that relates yeah. to the Illini. And I need to know where to find it. So if anyone knows, let me know. Um, and then the whole, you know, Michigan State, IO thing. Uh, I I know that there's a lot of fans out there that commented, this doesn't change anything. Like, Tom Izzo didn't have to say anything. He could have just let it go. Like, they just beat Ohio State when he said this. So, I mean, I, I respect that. And I don't really care what the player has to say. I mean, that was he, he the fact that he did it twice. Plus, you know, we also can't right. dismiss the fact that Kofi clearly elbowed him in the head at the beginning of a play. Uh, <laughs> and, and I, I know Kofi was frustrated, but too. yeah, I mean, we can't ignore that. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I don't know. I I, I don't think that this dude needs to text Io and be like, "Hey, sorry that I broke your face," but you know, I that's just me. So. Do you think that he intended to do that on the play? Because I don't think so. I don't think that he intended to go after the ball. He swung both hands down. I mean, that's not how you. It's not how you block a shot. Nobody ever was taught to block a shot like this. So I, I don't think that. And I and I to... I do think that. Well, I didn't don't think he meant to break his face, but I do think that he in, it intentionally meant to smack Kofi on the head. And that got they looked at it and said it was nothing. So, so did Kofi was Kofi doing that to him before that play happened with Kofi, or did Co- did Kofi do that after? I don't know. Um, That's the thing, you know. Yeah, I, it's physical basketball at the end of the day. You know, I the, both right. teams. I mean, the refs sucked. Clearly, these refs weren't ready for a physical game, which is ridiculous. Because first of all, you have a desperate Michigan State team, and then you have Illinois, who is you know, has the biggest player in the conference. Right. So, and, and I, you know, I, I don't know. I know that, uh, you know, Underwood made a comment about how Kofi's the most abused player in college basketball. So, I mean, uh, he ha- like they have to do that if they want to have any chance to stop right. him. Right. So, so, I, so, I mean, Underwood's frustrated with how he gets called and he's, he's talked about it before, but, uh, what do you do? I mean, I think what Kofi should do is just like hook everybody and then get the call. <laughs> well, you know, I think that's kind of the way to approach. I, I think there's he, another player that a, does that. I think if he was a senior, he pr- could probably get away with that. But you know, yeah, isn't there another player in this conference that does that? That's yeah. Really I, I think they're talking about that he might be Big Ten Player of the Year or something. Huh. But, huh. Yeah, yeah, Anyways, game last night, what do you have like eleven points on nineteen shots against yeah. a freshman center yep. who? Uh, was in foul trouble like the whole game. So yeah, yeah great player. Um, yeah. So Illinois loses their first game after a seven game winning streak on the road to Michigan state. Um, you know, it was bound to happen. You know, you're not going to win out in the big 10 and, and Tom is, was a good coach. He came in with a plan and, you know, he, he did what he, <laughs> what the plan was. He, and he did the same thing against Ohio state last night. Um, you know, and they ended up beating Ohio State. Uh, and so they've won, you know, they beat not only beat Illinois, um, you know, did you feel a little bit better about Illinois losing to them now that Ohio State also lost to them? Or, uh, I don't know if I feel better, but it's not, I mean, well, I, I didn't feel bad about the law, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think that people you know, thought that Illinois should roll over Michigan state and Michigan. You're, you're not going to roll over anybody on the road. First off, um, except for usually, Minnesota. except for Minnesota, cause they're terrible. Um, yeah. by the way, the only team to beat Michigan, but, um, Makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> who, who uh, knows? Uh, I think that 
I said this going into the game. You can't overlook Michigan State. This is still a team that has a lot of talented players. Like Aaron Henry, Rocket Watts, Joshua Langford, who's like 35 years old at this point. They are all highly talented players that went to that school. And they just haven't been playing well. It's like the same thing with Kentucky right now. The Kentucky team, very talented players. At some point, you got to put it together. Now, obviously, these teams took a lot longer to put it together than they probably would have in the past. And obviously I think part of that is how little they were able to play together before the season started. Yeah. And I, so do you think the fix is in the big tens? Like, Hey, let's get Michigan no. state to the tournament. <laughs> no, the big 10 does not have the time to be worried about that. Sure. They do. Sure. It, they it's do. does it, honestly, I don't think that would even make that much of a difference. <laughs> like, the, the the way that the especially the way that the game last night was officiated compared to this night i mean literally they were talking and dude pfeiffer just wants to double tee up ev- everybody you know yeah I, I, they just have to let him play you know and well when you let them play people get their faces broke so they gotta find some sort of balance a, like it's, yeah there's it's, a there's a fine line between letting them play and and you'd think the officials would have figured this out by now. It's almost March, so you better get your ass yeah. together yeah. because, you know, you're going to have to start officiating big games, and you don't want to make a call that would ruin the game, how we saw St. Louis get completely screwed against VCU the other night, right. thanks to TV Teddy, of course. So, <laughs> And people talk a lot about how, you know, the Big Ten hasn't won a national championship since 2000. You know, I believe Michigan State was the last one to win um, because of the way they – play in the big 10 and once they get to the tournament all their guys have three four five fouls and you know you you don't compete because that's not how any other ref is calling it so i overall i think the big 10 just needs to to figure out their refs and you know what what they're gonna do as far as be more consistent i guess um i don't think the refs lost this game for illinois uh yeah, they weren't good, but you can't yeah. ever blame the game on a rest, yeah. really. Unless the only way you can do it is that the game is evenly matched throughout the entire game. It's a tie game at the end, and then there's a foul that gives the other team free throws to win the game with less than like five seconds left, aka what happened to St. Louis. So yeah. that's yep. the only way that the refs can, you know, control a game. And the other thing that people forget about is like, I forgot my point completely. And uh, <laughs> there you go. I was distracted. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, yeah, onto the game. There was one guy that I thought stood out. Uh, you obviously agree with me, um, Trent Frazier. Uh, he's really be, been coming on strong lately. Not such a great game last night, I don't believe. I'll have to look at the numbers. Uh, no. I was I was in and out watching the game last night, so I didn't catch it all. But um, but anyways, Trent went uh, seven to fourteen, four of eight from three, four or five from the line. Probably the only guy that could make free throws. Um, I think Miller made two and. Uh, Hawkins made two, but other than that, it was abysmal at the line. Um, 22 points, three rebounds, two assists. Uh, and after the game, you know, they always interview one of the better players. I don't know about this. Trent said, This game does not define us, we just learn from this. Um, so you know, I, I think they all kind of they knew that you knew that there was going to be a letdown at some point. Um, the letdown being Michigan State rather than Nebraska last night is That's good, probably yeah. better. Um, well, yeah, I mean, what would you rather have? Even if I, it didn't matter if I was playing that if right. Iowa was playing last night because Illinois without Iowa is still a lot better than Nebraska. Absolutely, right now. I mean, with Iowa that went into overtime, so it just it, it, not nothing ever makes sense not, in the Big Ten. So just let it happen. Yeah. Um, but and we talked about Michigan State had a plan from the beginning, and it was foul. It was foul a lot. Play hard. Um, Michigan State had four players have 19 fouls against Kofi. Three of those fouled out, and one got ejected. So uh, they were they had a plan and they stuck to it. And then Illinois completely failed at the line, like we talked about. Uh, 19 of 34. Underwood even mentioned that they thought that they would get 40 free throws um, in the game. And and if you if you make 11 of them or whatever, you know you you have a chance to win this game a lot better chance than not. Um, and you know, it, it was guys like Kofi was three of 11. Uh, IO was four of eight or yeah, four of eight. Uh, you know, you just can't have guys shoot free throws that bad. And we've talked about it and we thought maybe it was fixed last night. They shot free throws well. So who knows the, this team's just, uh, 
it's up in the air when it comes to the line. Um, Underwood did say, uh, kind of like we said, they mucked the game up and they played really hard. There's a reason they fouled more than any other team in the conference. So There's also a reason why uh... – or there shouldn't have been a reason why Illinois missed so many threes in this game. Like they were giving them the three point line. Right. Yeah. Threes were really bad. Uh, five for 17. Yeah. Five. Seven. And also, Io was one for six from three. And um, a couple of those were after he got drilled. And I think that might have affected him because he missed three of four free throws that would have gotten the game within six if he right. made all of them. So maybe he, I mean, if I were him, I would, you know, I think his eyes were probably watering and he, well, Stone and that's what, you know, I, Io get, had the flagrant too. Illinois had a chance to cut within six points with four minutes left. And you got to think that, that him missing those free throws had a lot to do with, you know, the, the fact that he probably was just super in pain. I mean, I can't even imagine because they talk that it's, it, it is more than the nose. Just the nose is what I've heard. Um, so, I don't know when he's coming back, but uh, hopefully it's tomorrow. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Illinois really needs to do something about Kofi getting the ball in the lane, uh, especially, you know, against Michigan State, the way that they attacked him. He had three or four guys on him all night um, and just, just wouldn't kick it out. Um, you know, I think he's maybe had one assist, you know, a, all year. <laughs> Maybe maybe two. I, I'm not really sure, but he they got to get that figured out. Um, I don't know if he if he kicked it out any last night. I never really saw uh, him on the inside. So, um, uh, and missed layups. I mean, they missed. They were zero for twelve in the first half, and they only shot twenty five percent. Yeah, I was looking up how many assists Kofi has this season. So I'm going to find out. He has three. Last year he had 20, so that's an interesting stat to look at. Also, five steals this year, 17 last year. So it seems like he had more numbers last year that were good. Uh, if you look at – like his Kofi's numbers make no sense from last year to this year. Like last year he had 20 assists. This year he has three. Three. That's a, 17, 17 steals last year, five this year. 81 personal fouls last year, 53 this year, 59 turnovers last year, 40 this year. Uh, then he 67% from the field this year, 53 last year, 67% from the line last year, 57 this year. So, yeah, I can't tell if he's, I, he's, I think he's gotten better, but I, I feel like he gets it. Like in that game, it seemed like he got the mentality that he was going to do everything he could to get the ball in the hole. Um, and it, it didn't work, obviously. Um, you know, the only time he's willing he to pass it out is when he's pilling well. He had 13 points, but it was his worst shooting night of the year, or I believe five of 11. Um, I don't know if he's been under 50% this year. So probably not. Um, yeah, just not great. Um, I did, uh, Illinois did out rebound Michigan state 40 to 35 and they out rebound 16 to eight on offensive rebounds, which was kind of surprising to me. Um, I, you know, Illinois, I guess a lot of those were missed bunnies that they missed again. So <laughs> I guess that's probably where they got a lot of their offensive rebounds. Um, Curbelo, I thought had a, an okay game. Um, he 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 struggled in the first half, but uh, second half he was pretty good. Five of seven, um, did miss another three. I don't know why he's still shooting them, but uh, had twelve points, um, one one steal, two assists, three turnovers. So, um, Curbelo, I think you're just gonna have to expect Curbelo to get three to five turnovers a game and live with it. Um, he he does too much sometimes. Uh, last night he was throwing, you know, passes from 90 feet away out of bounds. So, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's just something you're going to have to deal with. Uh, DeMonte, uh, do you think DeMonte needs to shoot more? No. No? He didn't take a shot this game. Because the the only way that he can make the shot is if it's a certain spot and he catches it a certain way. It's usually in the corner where he's got a lot of space quick catch and shoot. That's the only time that he really makes them. And why did Miller only play 16 minutes in this game? I don't know. That's I feel a good like question. if there was a game where you needed Miller, a game where you needed someone who wasn't afraid to shoot, this was the game because 
they passed up so many pretty good looks to right. try to force better ones, and it didn't work at all. So why not get a guy in there who isn't afraid to just shoot it? Miller is the one guy on this team, and the only one that's close is probably Frazier that's willing to just shoot the ball, and they don't care if they miss, just keep shooting. Yeah, the fact that he only had one three attempt all game was – He only played 16 crazy. minutes. I don't get it at all. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was a matchup thing or what. but uh, Probably Underwood forgetting about him. I yeah, mean, he seems, seems to do that a lot. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, DeMonte had seven rebounds, two assists, one steal. Didn't take a shot. So, um, how do you feel about Underwood and his use of turn or timeouts? Do you, do you think that he needs to call more timeouts when teams are going on runs? I felt like in the first half he, he uh, kind of – could have used one. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really. Yeah, I last year it seemed like he was lucky to carry you know two or three timeouts into the second half, and now he it's like he never uses one. I think he trusts the team a lot more. Yeah, um, but he. I thought it was w- interesting because he mentioned you know the team being frustrated and things like that, and uh, he even said that's on me. I got to do a better job of getting our guys through that. Um, How do you do that? Call a timeout. Talk to them instead of letting them act like this isn't high school. Just play. Oh, God. This isn't high school. Unless you need to get an important sub in there, we don't need first half timeouts unless you're down by 20. Like what happened with Indiana and Rutgers, where Indiana was up 21 to 8 and they got outscored 63 to 27. Hmm. So that's when you Hmm. need them. Interesting. Also, and really, I don't even, I'm not even really looking at this as an Illini fan perspective. I'm just kind of thinking, you know, I don't want to sit there for two hours for the first half of the game. Just uh, get through the first half and then I don't want to be like last night's game ended at like 820 should be in at eight o'clock. I mean, come on. Oh, so the eight, games are taking like Hoiberg long. called a ton of timeouts yesterday. Games too. are taking too long for you. Yeah, yeah. man. Move on to the next. Uh, on so to the next. What game. do you do when you go to baseball games? You get mad. I don't pay full attention. Oh. I just saw you had that VeggieTales bandana on, so I thought maybe you went to a lot of baseball well, games. you know, uh, Philadelphia Phillies fanatic <laughs> deal, which I'm not a Phillies fan, but, yeah. you know. You know. Um, Illinois' defense was just not there against the Michigan State team. Uh, this first time Michigan State scored 80 points in, ele- in the last 11 games. I mean, they could have used me on the sidelines because I was saying during the watch party, Michigan State's going to live off of floaters and mid-range jumpers, and they made, like, all of them. Yep. And they let a freaking guard get 16 rebounds. Not just a guard, folks. One who's, like, 30 years old and (laughs) 6'5". 16 rebounds. He averages three rebounds a game. That's crazy. And, and like, one of those, Iowa was just standing there as Langford. It It was weird. Team, it looked a lot was, like the NBA where nobody ever boxes out. They, they just, I mean, Illinois just looked off all game. Um, and, and maybe that's just – didn't box out on that. The physicality of the game. and like how, do you have, off, how many times have we seen this this year where you have four guys in the lane defensively to get a rebound and either they bump into each other and lose the ball and barely get it back or just lose it all together or only one guy boxes out and the other three just stand there so someone can come in and get the rebound. Yeah. Yeah. Happens way too much for a. Uh, it's not good. Top ten, right? Squad. Well, that's why you know when Curbelo is pulling down rebounds as the smallest guy on the court, uh, makes you wonder what the rest of the team's doing. It's so. the biggest def- That's the biggest difference between Illinois and like the top three elite teams right now. They all do the little things correctly. They yeah. rebound well. They pass well. They don't turn the ball over a lot, and they. Uh, I don't really think coaching is that big of a difference here between the elite teams and then Illinois right now, because how much is Juwan Howard really affecting the game overall night and night out? The only thing that I saw when I was looking at the Iowa Michigan game last night, because I had it up on the other TV um, Mm -hmm. and all I saw was just chirping at the refs between Fran McCaffrey and Juwan Howard, both going at it. And I thought at one point McCaffrey was going to take a run at Juwan Howard. That would have been interesting to see. Uh, <laughs> McCaffrey just get lit up in about two um, seconds. That would have been fun. But uh, Fran. yeah, that game was a poorly officiated game too. So another big 10 game that was uh, not officiated. Well, not that it mattered because Iowa is overrated and got destroyed, but you yeah. know. And Michigan's really good. 
<laughs> I don't know who's gonna beat them. Like even if they're is. even if they're in the Big Ten at least, even if they're off. Yeah. Like they didn't play that they didn't play that well, especially defensively compared to what they usually do against Ohio State, and they still put up eighty seven and beat they, them. And you said the game was not as close as it, the score, which I agree with, but defensively they did give up a lot against Ohio State. They uh they have a home and away uh with Michigan State in the season, so I I think Michigan State could probably sneak one on them. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I also think that they'll put up with physicality better than Illinois did. I agree. So definitely you know. uh, post game interview Underwood. Uh, here's what he had to say. Uh, I loved our fight. I loved what we did. We had 30 layups against Michigan state and we got to the line 34 times. Let's go do that another night and see what the outcome is. Is this the most, is this the most relaxed a head coach has ever been? After he losing? was, he was. And that's why, you know, um, like the first question was like, how are you feeling? He Good. said, Said, good, one of those nights. We were due for one. I'm not disappointed. I'm not. I'm actually in a good place. I mean, I agree with him, and I think anyone who's, like, mad at him for not being mad is kind of an idiot. But I don't think he had any reason to be mad. I mean, you know, Michigan State played harder. Um, Regardless of if it was, you know, fouls or whatever, Michigan State came out wanting to win that game. And, you know, Illinois – kind of did Illinois things and they started off slow and they missed layups and, you know, missed layups is not really an Illinois thing, but um, they just played better and long teams play better against Illinois because their guards are small. Um, You know, that's why Nebraska took them into overtime just because of their length. Um, Luckily, Illinois figured it out uh, last night, but you know what last night shows me? That Underwood has a great handle on this team because, you know, the fact that they came out, I don't care who they're playing. They came out without their best player, took care of business, shows you that he doesn't have to, you know, be a maniac and be mad to get his players going. They know the deal. He has a great handle on this team right now. Yep. Uh, last one of the last one was uh, Underwood said the basketball gods treat you in crazy ways. Sometimes when you have one easy and as good as it is against Minnesota, we won seven in a row. We've done a lot of good things. So, uh, yeah, Illini Nation, you know, I understand hashtag Illini goes crazy after games, um, especially when you lose to a low-level Michigan State. I, Michigan State's Michigan State. They have one of the best coaches in the nation. Um, losing to them, I don't care if they've – if they're well, now they're, what, seven and nine in the Big Ten. It doesn't matter. Um you know they they're they're going to win games and they're going to come out and play. So uh, it's a loss. You chalk it up. You move on. Um, Ohio State got beat by them. Iowa got beat by Michigan. Illinois still in a really good position to finish second. Um, they got a really tough schedule coming up now that Nebraska is over with um, with Wisconsin and Michigan and Ohio State. I believe to finish the year. So um, we'll see what happens, but. I'm trying to find out if they get the two in the Big Ten tournament, like the scenarios that I could see happening if they win that game and who they could play in the semifinals. Like they play the three seed. Well, I'm well, trying to think of a team that could. There. I, I'm trying to see a team that could beat the three seed. True. Like if you look at the way that it would shape out, you would have probably like, probably like a Purdue or. Rutgers would play like someone in the three spot or Maryland. Yeah. How's it as it sits now? What is. I don't know, but Illinois was going to be the four last year. Right. And they would have played probably the winner of like Minnesota, Iowa. Would have been a rematch. Yeah. Of the end of the season. So, I I mean, they could run into what? Minnesota again, maybe. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, Underwood kind of said Minnesota sucks. You know, how easy get an easy one like Minnesota. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Who lost to Northwestern last night, by the way, <laughs> so they're dead. Yeah. wonder if uh, the injury deal was brought up by Patino. Like, well, you know, injuries and stuff. Like, nobody else ever has injuries, only us. So, <laughs> yeah. tough one. Yeah. So, speaking of injuries, Illinois <laughs> beats Nebraska last night. <laughs> Yeah, and I just wanted to say this real quick before we get into this game. Yeah. Uh, so Illinois would play 
if they get the two seed, their first game would be March 12th at 5.30 our time central uh-huh. on Big Ten Network. Okay. So that would be that. And then – and then uh, Is that the last game of the night on Friday? Second to last. There's a game right after that. And then they would play Saturday on CBS if they won that game. They would play Saturday at approximately 3.30 our t- – or no, 2.30 our time. Two thirty our time. That's that's perfect. And then the finals is two thirty Sunday. So, okay. All times are appropriate. Wait, all times are approximate and subject to change. <laughs> True. Yeah. I don't forget that. So. Yeah, I don't. Is there even a point for Nebraska and Northwestern to show up? I mean, come on. And Minnesota at this point, all Whoa. of them get them out. Penn State too. Those four. See ya. Oh boy. Thanks for coming. Uh, I think that. There is a push for like every conference to have a full on tournament with every team. Like some teams don't invite everybody. Like I don't right. think the Ivy League had. I think the Ivy League only had half. But of course, they're so much better than all of us, so they can't play this year, right? They're smarter than you. Yeah. Well, you look at Harvard and how much money they have. So I don't really think they're worried about it. Yeah. They got like fourteen billion dollars in endowments, so it's cool. Good for them. Uh, everybody played last night. You know, uh, Hamlin with five minutes. How about that? Yeah. Griffith with five minutes. Uh, Underwood uh, got two it's minutes. <laughs> so. Yeah, they played uh, like 14 guys last night. And and we'll talk about Trent and DeMonte at the end. And are they going to come back? I don't think they are. So we'll talk about that. Not looking promising. Yeah. So uh, good win without Io, uh, regardless um, you know, Nebraska took him into overtime last game. Illinois came out in, I mean, it was a 20-point game um, by, what, seven minutes left to go? I yeah, believe. and uh, I'm looking at the box score, 17% from three. Good stuff by oh, the guys. Brutal. brutal. Uh, here's right. a fun one. DeMonte, Miller, and Frazier were a combined four for 23 themselves, so nobody else took a three. Or wait, four, wait, am I doing the math here? 19, four for 19. So there's four of the threes. Curbelo took another one over. Grandison and then Hawkins. Grandison over two and Hawkins over two. 17% from three, and you still score 86 without your best player, and you beat him by 16. An indictment on Fred Hoiberg's squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, we we didn't talk about our predictions the Michigan State game. Obviously, we were wrong because we thought Illinois was going to win. We had Nebraska or Illinois beating Nebraska by roughly 12, 13 points. Uh, and that was predicting it without IO. So, uh, yeah, good job. Um, player of the game. Uh, we both agreed again. Andre Curbelo, uh, had a great game, did have five turnovers, but uh, 10 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists. If Adam Miller could make a dang three, he would have had a triple double. I would have liked, even though I know it doesn't matter that much because he's only a freshman, I'm sure he'll get one at some point. I'm sure he will. Um, but you know, uh, give him some more shooters in the floor. Like Miller was the only option there. Nobody yeah. else was there. I mean, like at least put like Frazier, not even, not even. Trent was out there. Trent was out there for like maybe a minute. How many of those turnovers had, were him? How many of those turnovers were him like really trying to press to get the, I think there was a couple. Uh, he, like he threw one out of bounds, I think. He tried chucking one to up to Trent um, late in the game and it went, I completely missed him. I think he had three that he just kind of tried throwing out outlets and missing guys. If Underwood was really, if Underwood was really trying to have fun, why not stick Kofi out there? No one's going to guard him. Let him pop a three. Trying to keep. I, I guarantee you, if if they gave Kofi four looks from three, he'd be open. He would make one of them. I mean, I mean, you kept Bio in to get another triple double. How come you didn't put Kofi in so Corbello could? Dump a couple passes to him. Yeah, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really nice. Uh, you know, it's going to be nice uh, if if uh, Kofi comes back. Which uh, I sent you that thing. It sounds like if he if somebody says they're guaranteed going to take him, he's leaving. And if he gets a second round combine, I don't even know what that means. But if, I guess if he's predicted as a second rounder. He's not coming back. Yeah, and the person that tweeted that obviously has no real information. So. Well, his name was not Big Ten, so 
who knows? Um, yeah, if it was like an official verified or someone that I know within the industry that I trust, I would I would be okay. Yeah. But if that's real, Kofi's getting some bad information because first of all, you're a sophomore. I know you're an older sophomore, but why the hell would you leave when this school could be? Ju- they're not going to be as good next year as they have been this year, but they're going to be really good if he comes back. I think they could be as good this year. I mean, if you yeah. lose Io and Trent and Demonte. I think that you have guys that can replace those guys. Maybe not defensively, but I hope Demonte stays. Wise, I think you can. Um, Don't you hope, lean more towards Demonte staying than Frazier? Yeah, uh, you know, it sounds like Frazier is gone. Where's um, Demonte going to go? You know, I don't know. Where, where's Frazier going to go? Overseas? Frazier has a much better chance to play somewhere professionally than Demonte. Yeah, and that's not even Demonte's fault. I think Demonte's great. I think he'd be a great player. And whatever, like overseas or whatever he wants to do, he'd be great. He's great defensively. He can shoot when he actually catches yeah. it in the same spot. And he did more than just shoot threes last night. I mean, he had a couple of nice floater. One was left-handed from that the free throw line. why he was doing that, but I'm, maybe he is going to leave if he's doing that. He's like, I'm just going to throw it all in. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, because you don't really see him shooting many twos. And he had three. He shot three twos, which is just weird. Um, he was one for four from three, but. Um, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, it, it sounds like, I mean, with all the, all the to do last night and everything, it seems like they're both leaving. Um, but who knows? Didn't Tyler Underwood go through that last year? He did. And then they didn't do it this year because he's in his 19th year. So yeah, he, he was <laughs> on his freshman year was Underwood's first year at Oklahoma state. Yeah. And so he was he, playing. Can he, so can he come back next year again? Seven year senior? Why the hell not at this point? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I think people think he is going to come back. I was. Look, I saw this tweet from. I don't know why he wouldn't. One of the guys that I've recently. I mean, I think he's more of a coach, anyways, on the team than Sean Paul, who's a writer and podcaster for MakingTheMadness.com, does great work at uh, heck Sean of a rapper too. Sean Paul. O two M two M no Twitter. <laughs> uh, he tweeted. I think he's been tweeting like players who have been at their schools forever. Very slept on, but Tyler Underwood, I'm sure, will return to Illinois. He started at Oklahoma State. Phil Forte was on the roster, and Phil Phil played with Marcus Smart, LeBron Nash, and Markel Brown. And Forte is now an assistant coach for Sam Houston State. And Underwood played with that guy. And uh, yeah, so Juwan Evans was on that team. That that was uh, what. 2016 17 or whatever so he's been in college for a long time he's also listed at 62 there's no way in hell he's 62 but whatever <laughs> yeah so uh you mentioned miller uh, miller played really well uh Curbelo played really well i thought the freshman really stepped up uh and kind of showed what this team can be without io next year plus um, adding two lengthy wings as well yeah uh, and Corey- Curbelo uh, played 31 minutes, so he was he was the lead point guard most of the game. Um, like I said, he did have five turnovers, but you know it, it's going to happen. Um, and then Miller was was good. Uh, you know, still two of eight from three. I you know his shooting. He was just shooting him to shoot him to get Curbelo. His guy Curbelo triple double. He, he, he was trying. I mean, my shot three of them. When maybe he shouldn't have. He would have been two for five and didn't have right. to. Um, but eight of 15 from the field. Uh, the steals and him and Curbelo running out was really fun to see. Um, and, and just the way that Miller kind of did things that, uh, you know, we, we haven't really seen him do. Uh, and Underwood uh, said of Miller, which I forgot to make a banner, but uh, – he said, everyone can see what he can do when he has to step up to the role as a go-to scorer. So, um, Yeah, he doesn't just shoot threes. He does a lot of other things. Right, right. And, and he did. And we haven't seen a lot of that. I always got worried when he went to the hole. He went to the hole last night very well. Um, had some nice up-and-under layups that, you know, I mean, athlete. He's an athlete, obviously. But, um, yeah, uh, free throws. All of a sudden, Illinois decided that they could shoot some, I guess. Uh, they were 76%, 22 of 29, and Kofi went 8 for 10. So, I, I don't even know. I don't know what to say about it, but 
good. It, it's ridiculous. Um, Kobe had a great second half. Uh, overall, he had 24.7 rebounds, one block. Um, you know, just watching Curbelo feed him, a uh, lot of layups, alley-oops. Uh, Curbelo falls on the ground, still finds him, you know. It's nice to see. So Sports Center top ten alley oop. Yeah, that happened. Did it? Nice, nice. Um, yeah, you did. talked about a lot of guys playing. Uh, they they primarily ran like a nine man rotation. So I guess we'll probably see that next year a lot. Uh, a lot of in in guys coming in and out. I know that Underwood usually runs eight guys anyways, but without Io, seemed like uh, like Hawkins played six minutes. Uh, not bad. Hamlin played five minutes. Uh, Georgie played 11 and then all the other guys played 20 plus that, you know, the main guys. So um, not bad. Uh, did you think that Illinois had a chance to score 86 points without Iowa against Nebraska? Yes. Okay. What'd they score in the last game? 75 in overtime? 77. Okay. Well. But, um, I ex- with Io, their approach is completely different. Without Io, their approach is also completely different. So they Obviously. have much. I I meant to say without <laughs> Io the first time, so I just kind of went with it and said both. But um, you know they they shot the ball. They did. They <laughs> did. They did shoot the ball. That they is have correct. more guys that shoot. Like Miller and Frazier are going to shoot more if Io's not playing. Right. And Tamonte. I guess is more willing to shoot if he's not playing as well. And guys know they need to step up. Cabello yeah. obviously does his usual, tries to do way too much and gets out of control and then saves himself by a ridiculous pass. And you have to live with it at this point. Yeah. And I can't wait for next year when Cabello is running the show at point and everyone's bitching about all these mistakes he makes. He can have 20 <laughs> points and 20 assists and people be like, what about the turnovers at the beginning of the game? <laughs> So stupid. I mean, seriously, Whoa. these 80 year old people that watch the Illini bitch and complain constantly. That's why I love being in Facebook groups because you have all these old ass people who don't know what the hell's going on in front of them. And then they say all these BS. Oh, Grubello needs to go back to where he came from, that kind of stuff. Oh, he's made all these mistakes. I, obviously, I mean, the Cardinal fans do it too. Every fan base has these true. types of people. Okay. I. I went out of my way to call out a team that I root for, and then you're going to be like, "Oh, well, you're calling out a team. You're calling out a team right now that you root for." So, I mean, you're already doing that. Yeah, and the Cub fans obviously they have a lot of those people that do that as well. So, yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. You know, all these senior citizens are retired; they got nothing else to do. Why don't you just, you know, I got two suggestions for these people that are retired that watch these sports games and have all these. I got to turn my headphones. Cold ass takes. Here's what I got for you. Number one, go golf. Number two, smoke some weed and shut up. My God. Seriously. Okay. Well, word of advice for me. Freezing cold takes is all 70-year-olds who say these ridiculous things like, well, he had 25 points and 72 assists, but what about those turnovers at the beginning of the game? Roll a joint and shut up. Jeez. All right. Go ahead. All right. Well, uh. Trent Frazier, like I said, uh, struggled from the field. Um, one of nine from the field, one of seven from three. Uh, only seven points, but he did have two steals, um, and he played great defense. Uh, yeah, I saw in the thing afterwards. Uh, you know, when Underwood comes in with the team, he said, you know, uh, apparently Frazier said, "I want him. I'm guarding him all night." Talking about Teddy Allen. Uh, if you don't know, Teddy Allen went off for 40 points in the game before against Penn State. Yeah, 16 to 24 from the field. Yeah, pretty impressive. And then uh, only, Fraser held him to five. So yeah, he's um, not that good. Pretty good, pretty good uh, defense by him. Um, let's see, uh, Underwood kind of switch. He we talked about it on last podcast how he's he's like we don't care. We'll play anybody anywhere. Uh, Let's just go bring it on. Um, he kind of is starting to complain about the schedule, um, which is understandable. Uh, I, I watched the interview. Jeremy Warner asked him, you know, about it. And he said, Underwood said, uh, 
you know, it, it just is frustrating to him because Illinois has been following protocol. They're doing everything they are supposed to be doing. He said they don't leave their circle of 30 guys that are around each other all the time. That's the only people they get to hang out with, be around. And he said they've, you know, they've had to cancel three games because of other teams. Um, so, so I guess he's getting frustrated with it, which is, I get it. Um, especially playing all the, you know, three games in six days, uh, traveling the whole time, basically, because you're, you're away, home, away. And now they're on the road the rest of the rest of the Big Ten regular season. So, I mean, um, he has a point. Illinois hasn't had any of their own issues. It's been other teams, and they're right. kind of getting screwed here by having their last home game on their fourth to last game of the season, which doesn't happen very often. At least, like, the third would be the most. Yeah. So, and which one is Michigan the only makeup, or was Wisconsin a makeup too? No, it was always going to be Wisconsin and Ohio State to end the season. And then they okay, just they Michigan. threw threw Michigan in there, like yeah. they threw Nebraska in there. Yeah, last night, right? So, yeah, that was the big talking point. It's like, oh my God, you got to play Ohio State and Wisconsin in the season. Well, now you got to play Wisconsin, <laughs> Michigan, and Ohio State in the season. Yeah, and all on the road and have fun. Yeah, it's going to be tough. At least um, there's no fans. That helps. Right, absolutely. Um, he did end with say saying like he did it the last time, bring it on. Uh not scared, just just wore out, probably. I would say just it's because the IO injury, if I had to guess, you know. Yeah, and uh he did comment on the IO and injury. Uh he said, We'll do everything we can to expedite IO to Sumu's process to return to the court, but we won't jeopardize him. It's sensitive. He was subdued on the bench. And there were reasons for that, uh, his face, apparently. Um, his jersey is going to hang in the rafters one day. So, is it? Do you think it is? Uh, I think yeah, I think the only requirement is you have to be an All-American. So, Well, that's stupid. Well, I mean, that's why they have... First team All-American? or I mean, look how many jerseys they have up there. Uh, first or second team All-American. Do you think Kofi is going to be that this year? I don't... I think he'll be close. Uh, yeah, he'll probably be honorable. He'll be third honorable team mention. He's going to be third team honorable. at least. I think third team. Because if you look at the, it's going to be the center. So the the first team is going to be Garza. After right. that, it's open. It's going to be Charles Bassey, probably second team, maybe. Then Kofi, third team. I mean Dickinson in the Possibly. conversation. Yeah. I think it should be Garza, Kofi, and Dickinson as the three centers for the three teams because. Uh, Charles Bassey, as great as he is, and I know he's more of an All-American than I apparently remember that, um, but he's in the Conference USA, and his team got torched by Houston last night in a non-conference game. So yeah. if you're in the CUSA tearing it up, I'm not very impressed compared to the Big Ten. I agree. I agree. But the voters don't know that. They're like, oh, look at his numbers. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Same people that complain about Cabello's turnovers, the people that vote for this stuff. They need to just roll smoke, one and shut it. joint. Gotcha. Yeah. This is a good stat here, two and two. You put it. Yeah, there. Well, I, yeah, I did. <laughs> I thought that he would be like three and one, but they lost the first two with him. I think it was like Purdue, Indiana. They lost okay. two. And now they beat Iowa and Nebraska. So two and two on senior night next year. Hopefully, get to three and two. Uh, you know, it's a big stat because the seniors yeah. want to go all out to right. finish off and uh yeah. last two years they've done so and i think most of it's because the team's just better like the first two years they were terrible um i think do you think they were better in his first year or his second year because i know the record was much worse the second year but i feel like the second year they might have been a little bit better they i think they were better they just didn't have because they beat michigan state that year where michigan state was number five yeah they didn't have a closer like or you know io Iowa, Iowa wasn't Io yet. He was still a freshman. He so. did do it with Michigan State, though. Remember the uh, doc? Yeah. It just isn't going to end well. He was just getting started, so um, he didn't have the crazy and, hair yet. Yeah, and I and I guess the the worst thing about this senior night was that, of course, it's I would have been Io's last game. Um, he came out uh, after the game, kissed the floor. I teared up a little bit. My wife said, "Are you going to cry?" I said, "Maybe." I didn't Why is that weird? Be a I fan, bro. Thinking that. Smoke a joint. Jeez. We can't do that every time, you know. <laughs> uh, I I don't even – maybe I just stopped. Maybe after the game I just don't – I It was on – it was it was on Twitter. It wasn't. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. But I was like, wow. Maybe sad, you know. Honestly, I don't know. Tiger Woods might never play golf again. Io might never play, play basketball again. Basketball again. <laughs> 
I was kind of thinking uh, I was I I don't think I'm going to reflect on any of this until the end of the season until okay. they're, until they're uh, cutting the nets down in Indianapolis yeah. Yeah. for the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. So, uh, so what what's your percentage chance that IO plays tomorrow? I'm going to put it at like I'm going to say over fifty. I'm going to say fifty-five. I was thinking more like twenty. I don't think he's going to play. I just I think that it's, I don't know. It sounds like he wants to play, and they're keeping it. From he always him. wants to play, no matter what. Right. Like when he was hurt last year, he wanted to play. How many games did he miss last year? Two, three, uh, three. I believe three. I don't know. I think the I think what's going to end up happening is I think gonna, the thing is we don't know how bad it is, and they won't tell us. Maybe we could get an inside scoop. I, I was going to text his aunt, but you told me not to. I just thought that might have been weird. I don't know. <laughs> and I still, I was going to, you know, text Dion about Trent Frazier. I never did that. So whatever. <laughs> we still have the connections, you know, but wait till we get Underwood on this summer. I've already been thinking about great questions to ask him. And I, oh, I can't wait. What I'm, what I'm going to do is, uh, I hope you go off. On, <clears> well, on no, rant. I'm going to say most people probably want to talk about basketball. We're going to, you know, talk a lot more about non-basketball as well yeah. as basketball. I think that'll be good. I like I that. You, I hope you wear that VeggieTales headband, too. I probably won't, but I'm going to ask him about the orange pullover thing. Where do you get that, dude? Yeah. I know you're the head coach, but I'm Maybe you can sign it and send it to you. I'd burn that. For a nominal fee. It's just a joke. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, he's probably not even going to come on, so don't get your hopes up, people. Yeah. I'm thinking... They're going to rest Iowa tomorrow, and then he'll play against Michigan. But there's yeah. no way he's missing the Michigan game, right? Unless he gets hurt tomorrow. So. If I don't plays. think so. Yeah, I like I said, I 55% just because I think that he wants to play. I don't know if that <clears> means that they'll let him play. But Yeah, the thing is, like, you should always look for, like, the best interest of the team, right? But if you're kind of looking at it, you're like, well, they don't need him as much against Wisconsin as most. Because the main thing with Wisconsin is Kofi. Yeah, true. Like, Wisconsin had, what, 19 rebounds in the last game? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you shouldn't ever look at it that way, and I don't think they are, but they're going to need him much more against Michigan than Wisconsin. Right. Right. They'll need him. I mean, Wisconsin's good and they're desperate, but whatever. Uh, I guess we're going to get into that now, you know. Well, One o'clock game, back-to-back Saturday. This is like, what, three – they've played three Saturdays out of the last four, mm-hmm. and they've all been afternoons because they played Wisconsin – at 2.30, they played Minnesota at 2.30, 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock. No uh, 11 a.m. <clears throat> no 11 a.m., no 8 o'clock. Recently. No more watch parties either. Jeez. Yeah, I don't think we should risk it at this point. <laughs> so they, there's no time for the Ohio State game uh, that will be played on uh, Saturday next – I guess, yeah, next Saturday – there's no time for that, but they play six o'clock on Tuesday against Michigan. So probably no more eight o'clocks for the rest of the year, unless you know in the tournament they could play like a nine o'clock. That would be fun, to be honest. I'd like to see a late night tournament game, but um, yeah, I wonder if they're gonna have like because you know they have the west they had the West Coast region in the past, and the games would be starting pretty late. What if they have like a midnight Eastern? game that would be fun they should look into it would it yes okay uh so second matchup with wisconsin the last 21 days the first matchup 75 60 illinois won that game iowa had a triple double kofi was dominant 23 points 14 rebounds 10 of 13 in the field curbello probably had his worst game of the year one Mm -hmm. rebound one assist four turnovers that was a day where it was pretty valid for the uh, <laughs> Haters Day. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, DeMonte yeah. was pretty good. I think he had a really good game defensively, plus nine rebounds mm-hmm. in that game. Miller, I don't really think, did anything. So then you had Trice was really the only one that showed up for Wisconsin. They were missing shots. Like, if they can make shots, they can beat Illinois. Like, Davis, Davison, and uh, Wall, and Reavers, and Potter – Everyone except for Trice was missing shots for them. So 
if they shoot better, it's going to be tough to beat them. Now, rebounding, a little bit of a different story. Illinois out-rebounded them 46-19, which is absurd in the Big Ten. Like, I don't know how you let that happen. I also feel like a lot of Illinois' games recently, they've been bad from three. Like, the only game that's the exception from three was Minnesota. Like, you look at the game against Michigan State, they were bad from three. Last night, they were bad from three. This game, they were bad from three. So they're kind of showing that they don't have to be shooting the ball well from three to win. Right. So yeah. what does that mean? You know, we already talked about Iowa will return. If anyone's watching and listening, uh, you can put in the comments if you think he's going to come back tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I do think that that the Nebraska game might be a blessing in disguise because Corbello got a lot of game minutes. Uh, I know he has in the past, but he's been struggling. So it got him a little bit more time um, and, and it let those guys play together a little bit more. So I think it's going to be beneficial, um, even if he doesn't return, that they got that Nebraska game in. So, so I know they had Griffith start yesterday. What do you think the lineup would be without Io tomorrow? Just slide Demonte in. I think so. I think so. I don't know. I think we should get crazy and go with like Frazier, Miller, Grannis, and Georgie Kofi, and just say what, whatever, man. Yeah, I mean, Play I could, I could see that. Yeah, I could I see Georgie getting a. I don't think getting I a start just play. because of the length. That'd be kind of fun. Why not? Georgie started, started last year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Did he start some games last year? Yeah, he was the lineup at the beginning of last year was what Io, Frazier, Demonte, Georgie, Kofi, right? I believe so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, he's going to return from Michigan. I think there's no way he doesn't. So, just be ready for that, folks. And you know, I'm sure Illinois fans are used this as a weapon. If they lose, well, didn't have Io. What do you want us to do? Use it as a weapon if you can. I guess. I don't know. <sighs> I'm really yeah. not I'm Doesn't not matter. all for getting into arguments with other teams fans anymore because you know I try to cover college basketball from an entire country standpoint so I really can't straight up hate anybody except for Iowa so you know I don't hate Michigan like a lot of people do I don't you know I respect them more than anything the fact that they were able to lose a Hall of Fame coach and then still be great I mean that's impressive it is impressive. I Illinois kind of did the same thing, though. Bill Self to Bruce Weber. Oh, I thought you were talking about John Gross to Brad Underwood. Gross is proving to be a Hall of Fame Mac coach. Yeah, he's a great – you know, he probably is one of the best coaches in the history of the Mac because at Ohio and Akron, he has had great teams. Now, when he went to an actual good conference, he proved that he's not really a good coach, but he's been a very good Mac coach. True. So, but, you know, at the end of the day, he ruined this program so he can <laughs> F off, in my opinion. Maybe we'll get him on. Yeah, let's do that so you can tell him to F off and move on. I feel like we could say anything about anybody and still have them on the podcast. That's true, because they probably don't listen. Exactly. So, <laughs> unless Underwood has, like, a listen guy, like, oh, I'm about to go on this show, make sure they haven't said anything stupid about me before. But I think people at this point are just sure. – they don't care about that anymore because, like, for example, and we're going way off topic here, and I really don't care, you know, fill in time. It's a big deal. Um, but the the Barstool has a Blackhawks podcast from Barstool Chicago that just trashed Stan Bowman, who's the GM of the Blackhawks, just destroyed him for years. And they had him on pretty normal. I mean, he took it like a man. I think that's how it should be. Sure. Like, if, if we say something about Underwood also, we're not qualified – to you know coach a team or we can criticize and say whatever we want without crossing a line but i don't think the coaches should take it that seriously yeah i don't think they do they don't care enough jerry stackhouse now, now if you had him on there yeah. and you sat there and you bashed yeah, him I, time, no, yeah. anyone sure. who does that is an idiot and a moron <laughs> yeah. wants ratings uh which who cares but jerry stackhouse does care what seven-year-olds on the internet say about him Kids just got an iPhone at seven years old on Twitter. Like, this Vanderbilt team sucks. And then Jerry Stack, I was like, are you effing kidding me? You don't know what it's like to coach in the SEC. What a tough league. There's like three actual good teams. Oh, man, five and 26 in the SEC. All worried about mean tweets like a 15-year-old recruit would be. 
So we, we don't have to go into Jerry Stackhouse again. <laughs> Not yeah, going to go down that good. Uh, three, okay. podcasts in a row. <laughs> I mean, I'll just keep doing it every podcast for fun. <laughs> see if we can get him on. But uh, I'm sure he'd love that. Uh, he'd probably call us, uh, you know, racist. But anyway, um, overall in the Haslametrical world, Illinois is eighth. Wisconsin still pretty good, 16th. Defensively is where Wisconsin makes their money. Uh, if you look at offensive efficiency, Illinois 13th. They're living at number 13 for a lot of this. Wisconsin 36th. Defensive efficiency, Illinois 13th. Wisconsin 8th. Uh, strength of schedule, Wisconsin 25th. Illinois 13th. So 13th in offense and defense, 13th in strength of schedule. Expected outcome, Illinois 67.06. Wisconsin 68.15. So they think Wisconsin wins this. Maybe they over – I think they might overweigh the the road games. So, yeah. Sounds because right. Ken Palm doesn't do that. He has the opposite Illinois winning by 170 to 69. So – and then adjusted offense and defense for Illinois, ninth on Ken Palm, 16th defensively. And Wisconsin, 33rd offensively, 7th defensively. So they're I, good defensively. I saw today that uh... – According to the Ken Palm, the Big Ten has 14 of the – so every team is in the top 17 of strength of schedule. Let me confirm uh, that. Uh, the only three teams that are in it that aren't from the Big Ten are uh, Kentucky at six, Iowa, Iowa State at yeah. seven, and Clemson at 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to throw that out there, Michigan has the worst strength of schedule in all of them. 17th overall. Yeah. <clears throat> so the top five is. Somebody said, I did see somebody say the only reason Northwestern's number one is because they don't have to play Northwestern. <laughs> it's true. And why else would Nebraska be number three? <laughs> so uh, if you look at the top five and strength the schedule on Ken Palm, it's Northwestern, Penn State, Nebraska, Rutgers, Indiana. Yeah. Then the rest of the top 10 is Kentucky, Iowa State, Minnesota, Maryland, Ohio State. Purdue, Michigan State, Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, Clemson, Michigan, Notre Dame, West Virginia, Kansas. Missouri is 22nd. So Missouri sucks. I can't believe they ever thought that just because they beat Illinois in a meaningless December bragging rights game with no fans, it doesn't even count, in my opinion, obviously. So congrats on that to them. So prediction wise, uh, it appears as if you are. Going with Illinois to win, is that with Iowa or without Iowa in your eyes? I don't think it matters. Oh, boy. I don't think it matters. I think it's going to be a close one. I did I did sit there and think to myself, because uh, I, I was thinking about my prediction on the way home today, um, this would be with Iowa, actually. Um, I think Illinois loses by 10 without Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basing mine off of without Iowa. Okay. You got a five-point game. What's wrong with me saying 10? Just seems a little extreme. Uh, I think, I think that they can stay in this game, but it's so hard to beat a team like this twice in a year. Like they did it last year with Michigan, beating them twice. But like coaches like this can make adjustments and change the way that they want to play. And I don't know if Illinois can can't make his team that Yeah, but he could also <laughs> slide a check to the officials and say call Kofi for a bunch of BS. And then even I think Georgie could out rebound those fools. I think we could They had zero rebounds against Michigan. Like, how is that possible? Your two main guys that play the five with zero rebounds. Yeah. It's terrible. So it seems like if Illinois wins, what one of the next three, that there'll be a two seed. Is that correct? I think they could lose out, to be honest. If they don't have Io in any of those games, or if they have them in like one of the games that's really close, right? What's punted? Like, who cares? What's Purdue? Purdue has three games left, so the best they can be is thirteen and six. And Illinois could be thirteen and seven. I who's Purdue play? Nobody. Purdue plays Penn State. Oh, they play Wisconsin and uh, Indiana. So Purdue's not going to win out. Um, if Wisconsin can end up thirteen seven, but they have uh, Illinois, of course, and then they have Iowa at the end of the season. Don't you feel good about Illinois 
as a two or a three regardless in the Big Ten tournament? Yeah. Like, top four is always something you want, but two or three, right. I'm, I'm cool with that. I Yeah, I'd rather be on the opposite side of the bracket as Michigan, but. <laughs> well, you know, what can you do? Me. Um, yeah, so I and then Ohio State, of course, plays Iowa and Illinois. So Ohio State only has two games left, and they're twelve and six right now. What's Is Illinois? There another makeup game? Illinois, Illinois four thirteen and four. So I Ohio State could end up fourteen and six, and Illinois could end up fourteen and six, and Ohio State would win the tiebreaker. But if Illinois beats Ohio State, they're they're definitely going to be at least sec, at least third, right? All comes down to Illinois needs to beat Ohio State. I think. I think they're third no matter what. Regardless, two or three no matter what. Yeah, unless well, I mean they could fall off if they lose three, they'll have seven losses. Yeah, if they but drop Ohio State or Iowa has to get a seventh loss because they play each other. If they, so. if and then Illinois would have a tiebreaker over Iowa if it came to that. Right. But if Illinois ends up at four, they're going to end up with Michigan in the semifinals. If they win, which is not what you want. Yeah, I'd like to. I mean, honestly, I'd like to see them too. <laughs> Do they see it like that? Like Michigan, if they win, they would play the four. I'm just excited that I'm going to be able to watch Illinois basketball on my birthday if they're top four. I don't. I don't think you should get your hopes about after last year. Whoa, whoa. It's a little early for that. I'll be really crying on the next podcast. Don't get excited. Don't get excited (laughs) until March 1st, I would say. (laughs) Okay. I'll wait. You should do it. Got a few days. So, yeah. um, So, I'm looking at some bracketology stuff. Okay. Looking at Lunardi here. This was updated today at 6 30 a.m. Central. And yes, Io was out. Not really, I wouldn't say broken nose. I would say facial injury, which is what they're calling it. I don't know if it's a broken nose. I think it's more than that technically. But um, So Lunardi updated this today. He still has Illinois as a two-seed in the second region against Siena, who they would play as the automatic qualifier out of the uh, mid-Atlantic something, mid-American. It's MAAC or whatever. Same conference as Iona. Mid-Atlantic Athletic. Sounds about right. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's got to be right. (laughs) They would be in the same region with Houston, Creighton, Wisconsin, Virginia Tech, uh, BYU. Give me that bracket all day. Rutgers, Loyola, Chicago. Did you say it was the one seed in that, though? Baylor. I'd still take it. I'd I'd take a game against Baylor again. I, I get that, but like I think people are overlooking Baylor already again. I, I see people saying Michigan's better than Baylor. Baylor actually is going to have some tough games this week. So Kansas, yeah, tomorrow. Um, that's can they their next four games are Kansas, Oklahoma State, uh, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma. They're all ranked except except Oklahoma State, which who has been ranked so. I'd still think Baylor and Gonzaga are the number one and two. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Well, people are even saying, even if you even if they lose, people are saying Michigan's better. Okay, I was I was wrong. Uh, Kansas, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech is the last four games of their season. I thought they were done after Kansas. Well, there they play Tuesday, March second against West Virginia. They play Thursday, March fourth against Oklahoma State, and they play Sunday, March seventh against Texas Tech. I I'm guessing they're, they're makeup games, right? Because they yeah, I thought they were going to get rid of some of those games. They bailed. Oh, of course they are. <laughs> of course they are. I mean, they've played enough conference games. How many conference Ten? games have they played? That's fine. Ten. They're undefeated. Nobody's going to beat them. Oh, jeez. I mean, that's going to be good for them going into the Big 12 tournament because I'm sure they'll run through everybody in that. Even if they lose one of these games against the next four, those aren't bad losses. So, Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, 
Can you imagine a Loyola Chicago Baylor game in the second round? Woo! I think you need to take Loyola Chicago, wouldn't you? It's, that would be really hard for me. Um, but I think Loyola Chicago should probably be more like a six or a seven, but I wouldn't hate the idea of them being an eight or a nine because then they would get to play a one seed in the second round. That would be very good. But, uh, you know, dogs are barking everywhere, so we're just going to end this sucker. Uh, we'll be back episode 57, I'm sure, in like – Hopefully hopefully, Monday. I was feeling better. Um Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. By Tuesday, we'll do When it. do they play after that again? Tuesday against Michigan. Then we'll probably do one before that, right before that game probably, right? I mean, yeah, because we have the countdown to March Madness on Monday. so That sounds good to me. All right, so uh, big game tomorrow. We'll talk about it on Tuesday. We'll review the, Beat the that game and preview Michigan, and then uh, that'll be that. All right, this is well, that's the podcast. 57 next week.